Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
101.5 UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Alza kicking things off for us tonight. One of my favorite artists, Micaiah McRaven, with a track called Sunset from Deciphering the Message. That is new on Blue Note. Uh, Micaiah branching out had been on Chicago label International Anthem for the past several records, probably three or four that I can think of. Uh, but yeah, this one's coming out on Blue Note. Also coming out on Blue Note, our, our next act. Uh, but before we play it, I do want to mention that coming up uh, after a few more tunes, uh, Hayden from the band Mets joined me earlier this week to discuss the band's tour in support of their latest live record. They're playing the Park Theatre on the 29th and uh, we will uh, be giving away a pair of tickets so listen a little later for a chance to win tickets to the show uh, but before that Melanie Charles really fascinating new project uh, that's coming out on Blue Note called Y'all Don't Really Care About Black Women uh, where the singer revisits and reworks some amazing uh, jazz acts of the past uh, of course, Billie Holiday and, and some of the Giants, but one of my favorites, Marlena Shaw, gets reworked her track, Woman of the Ghetto. Uh, so we're going to play that. We've got some new keys and crates featuring Havaya Mighty and then some new Havaya Mighty from her mixtape. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM. to me, legislators. How do you raise your kids in the ghetto? How do you raise your kids in the ghetto? Feed one child and starve another. Dead in the game. 
And the crown on top Be in a box Never sound on pops If it ain't the any Give me crown on rocks ah! I gotta bust my strut I know I gotta trust my gut I'm looking to fly For the function I know It's just my luck I dazzle glide Hands on my sides Passionate strides You watching the time And passing us by Like cabinet wine You're so far away You're so far away Don't you walk away No, you gotta stay all over your face, let's be honest, baby. Choice was never not mine. I'm hoping that you read my mind. I wonder if you feel my heartbeat. So pull up on me one more time and press free one. It's just they are full up, so come now. To get into something, no cap, this jumping, zigzags and we feeling something. So trash and I'm spilling something. Yeah. Still the queen with the locks and the crown on top. Looking at the titty like mountain top. Let the licks run from the fountain top. Figure A four up on the counter top. My confidence rocket high, baby. And I'll be your rocker by baby. I might have to draw a line, baby. You took the water line, baby. You're so far away, you're so far away. Don't you walk away, no, you gotta stay. All over your face, let's be honest, baby. Choice was never not mine. I'm hoping that you read my mind. I wonder if you feel my heartbeat. So pull up on me one more time and press free one. Bitch, that day I full up, so come now.
full up, so come now. Don't get swallowed Looking like Picasso Beauty can't be borrowed huh? And you adoring my bravado Woke Americano Post a baby model Yeah, I see you staring at my figure Trying to get up in her That's just what I figure <laughs> And when I look into the mirror I know I'm your trigger I always do it bigger You know this confident is I Honestly, I'm known to make it hard to find your pride Leader, so you probably got a smile and shed in mind Avocado shell so you can soften them inside I'll be taking one step, you right on my heel Did you fall in love yet? Do you want the real? Following me, following me I'll be taking one step, you right on my heel Did you fall in love yet? Do you want the real? Following me At the height of all this confidence budding Either you have it or not, but hey, you gotta quit running Always held my shoulders high, but I was possibly bluffing But I'm proud of who this shoddy becoming Now I can't be defeated If energy is off, I gotta block it and delete it For my warriors who broken down and beaten Y'all just need that armor on your body and beneath it Your confidence is freedom You know this confident is I Sorry I've been known to make it hard to find your pride Leader so you probably got a smile and shed in mind Avocado shell so you can soften them inside I'll be taking one step, you right on my heel Did you fall in love yet? Do you want the real? Following me, following me
We're back here on Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio, right before the break. Pop with Kill Something. That is the B-side to the single we played last week, Waiting. Uh, before that, Hot Water Music with a new track called Killing Time from the forthcoming album Feel the Void. We had Hot Garbage with Everything Stops from Ride Out on Mothland. And then uh, Winnipeg's own Apollo Sons with a new track called Changes from an EP entitled A Relationship of Force. That band uh, recently featured in the Winnipeg Free Press about to hit the road and do some touring. Uh, speaking of touring, Mets coming to town on the 29th. And uh, we've got Hayden from the band to talk about the new album and the tour. Uh, that's coming up right after this track from Casper Skulls. It's Ouija from Knows No Kindness. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
Well, they uh, released the album live at the Opera House from a performance last year, but bringing their live act to the Park Theatre end of November. Mets, back in town, back on the road. Hayden Menzies from the group joins me by Zoom. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, so, I mean, this is this is a live record. And, I mean... I haven't had the, actually the opportunity to talk to too many bands about the decision to make a live record and what kind of goes into making the set for something like that versus, you know, like, like a studio record where you have kind of like a focused core of, of songs that you're, you're kind of wanting to work on. Like does building a, a set for, I mean, cause it's, are you taking the idea of like building a set as you would for a live performance or are you thinking about it in like album terms? Is that, is, is that something like, is he like part of the kind of consideration for the band? Um, it, it was, it's a, it's a bit of all of the above. Um, we, we never really had the intention to, to do a live record. Um, I think in, you know, in the, in our mutual brain ether, there was probably this idea that one day, if, if just someone happened to capture a, a show at a festival or a club or something that, that just, captured the the essence of that show really well maybe it's something we would consider but it hadn't been something on our checklist that was imminent um so i think it kind of fell into us doing the the live stream for the opera house thing and we wanted to really put all of our eggs in one basket and kind of just um record it as best we could we want to film it as best we could we want to edit it as best we could just to make it seem like this this special version and not just something we were throwing together last minute, um, and in doing so, the the audio turned out great, and we thought this we could turn this into kind of um, almost like a live record of the the film aspect of it. You know what I mean? So um, that was it, it. Definitely wasn't an afterthought to to have it considered as a live album that could be released. But it was definitely sort of this uh, part and parcel with the, the film aspect of it. And so in that way, the, this sort of curating the set was easy because we pretty much did um, the Atlas Vending record and then a couple, uh, a couple of encore old, old songs. Um, so we kind of knew what we were going to play to begin with. It wasn't really like a, uh, it wasn't the type of set we would do on tour where it's a bit of a mixed bag of different eras of songs and different albums and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So, so you're saying like, you know, obviously that the, the, the live stream that that was the focus is kind of like, like the last waltz where like the film is the focus, but then they release the, the album in tandem with it because it's just such a great record too. Like, is it, well, I didn't that? want to use that reference because okay. it sounds very, very, very uh, uh, pretentious, but that's exactly what I hope someone would say. Cause I love that band and that whole project. And that is something that was sort of swimming in our heads. Uh, but in no way are we trying to compare ourselves to uh, that, that entity, but, uh, but yeah, that was certainly more of the kind of intention. Right. And the focus is on the, like the video documentation as much as it is like a finished, like record like right. physical and that's vinyl not, for sure and that's not to to undersell the the lp actual pressed vinyl part of it it just it was i guess there was no way we we're gonna we were gonna let any aspect of this be um be sort of second tier it all had to be good for it to work so you know it had to be collectively uh, uh, the best possible thing we could make for it to be um a success on all fronts so um the lp part 
was definitely not a not an afterthought. It was just as important, but it was sort of this companion thing to making the the whole visual and film aspect of it as well. So then, uh, tapping Graham Walsh to engineer the show, record it for you. Like, was that like you need to work with someone you've dealt with and and understands the band from a like finished recording product product side of things? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's always great to. Have, I mean, Graham's a beautiful person, great to work with anyway. So it would, uh, that definitely helped with something that's a, a little unfamiliar for us in terms of trying to capture everything um, on film, as well as doing, dealing with uh, uh, editing after the fact and things like that. So we wanted to like editing shots and, and you know, putting, making this thing look a little more uh, exciting than, than just filming us on stage. So it was great to have people that we knew were going to do quality work, but also people that we were familiar with their body of work and, and have, you know, good rapport with them over the years. So Graham was great in that regard. Um, it was sort of new for him as well because he, it was in this big cavernous room. Mm. Uh, and we also had uh, Will Schatz who, who does sound for us um, uh, quite a bit. And he, so he was helping uh, with live sound and monitoring and stuff like that. So it was, we had a great crew of people uh, helping us out that we felt comfortable. It wasn't just, uh, wasn't people that we weren't too familiar with. So it's obviously like live in the sense that it's in a physical space at, at that moment, but in terms of like the vibe, because it's not, you know, in front of a packed crowd kind of a notion, like you said, cavernous space. Is there a yeah. thought to how you like tweak your performance for, for the absence of a crowd? It's a good point. I don't, I don't know. I think we, we kind of, it felt a little bizarre, but I, I know that the, the, the amount that we sort of rehearsed for it and wanted to go in, um, we definitely didn't want to go into something like this and have it pretty obvious that we were rusty after not, you know, playing for, after a pandemic amount of time. So we, it felt really good to just go and play. And I, I think we've kind of just turned off our brains to that aspect of it because it's all played, it's all played live. It's all recorded live. These are all like real, you know, it's not, uh, it's not something that's all spliced together after the fact. It's just, it just doesn't have people in the room. So it, mm. that was the one element that is sort of, it was bizarre for us to perform it there, but, but when, when we saw it and heard it after, um, we were all quite pleased with it and it didn't seem like that was um, a, de a deterrent for us or, or had an effect on, on how we played or, you know, how we felt about doing it. But I know what you mean. It's like, how do you mentally prepare for that as opposed to doing a live, you know, an actual show. Right. Um, but it's, it's just something we haven't really done before. So I didn't really, I don't really know how to prepare for that sort of unfamiliar territory. So if you've like, if you've never done something before, you don't know how to not do it, right? Like there's no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just sort of, you know, ramp yourself up for it and do, I don't know, just play your best and hopefully it turns out the way you want. Right. Now you mentioned that the majority of the, the tracks are drawn from the Atlas Vending album, obviously like, you know, releasing that album and then COVID hits and touring stops. Usually a band when they release a record and then like hit the road, get, a fair amount of like immediate feedback. You can kind of sense like which tracks resonate, which ones people are singing along to that kind of stuff. What was kind of assessing Atlas Vending like as a band in, in the absence of that kind of feedback? 
Um, difficult because it, because I don't I know I don't tend to read reviews very often and stuff, and um, it's it's hard it's hard to gauge. But um, I can say with with certainty that it, it it's our uh, it, it's the most sort of varied and uh, dynamic batch of songs that we've released and it's the most fun to play I know there's always you know the new stuff is always the most interesting and fun for uh, for a while but this has been a couple of years now and <clears throat> excuse me and that uh, they're still my favorite batch of songs to play off anything off Atlas Vending um, and it's I think that's why we're looking for these tours so much is to sort of have that reciprocal excitement in a room again um, but yeah, it's a bit of bit of a bit of a void. Uh, I know what you're saying to not be on the road and have that sort of um, that sort of traditional call and response, you know, with a with a live audience. Right. Like there's, and I certainly talking to artists. A lot of them don't don't read reviews, and understandably so. But that like the fans who come out to shows kind of give you their their feedback via you know response to songs within a set or something so, for sure yeah for sure and you can sometimes find like a, a song that resonates that you didn't think was necessarily like the one that's going to resonate right like you know a deep oh, yeah, cut yeah absolutely um so you mentioned you know the the, the upcoming slate of live shows like with time off from from touring did you guys talk about like kind of what it would be like to come back to it and like like, are you approaching things differently or kind of like just we're going to do what we did, but just like with a bit more energy because we've got it pent up after this time? Um, I don't know if we have to, if we have sort of an active game plan that we, that's been discussed. I know that there's just an instinctive excitement that will certainly come roaring back once we get in a room with other people and can actually play these songs. Um, and just feed off that energy that we've been lacking the past little while. Um, I think I don't know if there's definitely no plan to say like we're just gonna, you know, go 100 miles an hour as soon as we hit the stage. Like I think in some ways the the the, the patience that's been forced on us because of pandemic uh, delays for everything, it's almost made us settle into to especially a lot of some of the Atlas Vending songs, it's it's made us sort of a little bit more patient to sort of like, well, let's be true to these dynamics. If it's supposed to be quiet, let's make it quiet. If it's supposed to be loud, let's make it louder than it's ever been. So we're, I think we're just trying to play better uh, and be, you know, be really prepared for when we go back out and, and do the best service we can to this batch of songs and, and, uh, and to a crowd again. Um, so I think, I think more than anything, that's what we've been sort of mentally preparing for. For sure. Now you have preoccupations opening for you. Uh, like, did you give some thought to like what band would support you on your first tour back? Like, like what kind of discuss? Was well, there a discussion? Um, I guess and no. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's tour seemed like something at first that that was like, well, it's, it'll come back soon, and you know, we'll just ride it out, and then you sort of hit this mental wall or I did at least where like, I don't really know when this is going to happen ever. So you just sort of, you try and try and fend off the, the, you know, pessimistic thoughts as much as you can, but every now and again, you, you sort of get wrapped up in just the absence of, of any ideas. You know what I mean? You just sort of like, you just, I'm, I'm, I'm void of, of any type of, um, 
excitement or or sort of uh what am i trying to ramble it out here try try not to like get your hopes too high or something or yeah kind of yeah you just and and to do that i think as a defense mechanism you kind of just shut it down and don't really think about it at all um but it's it's a co-headline tour i mean we've known those guys for a long time um and and they were going to be back out on the road at pretty much the same time um and so it's a co-headline tour where we're swapping uh, swapping sets uh, each night. And it also seemed, I mean, not to take the romance out of it, but it also seemed like a smarter choice in terms of there are, there are a lot of bands going to be back on the road at the same time. There are a lot of venues that, that sadly didn't make it through all this. Um, so you have more bands competing for the same nights of the week and stuff. And it, we thought it would be great to have bands that we that we like and can play well together and try and make that this little uh traveling circus together rather than try and you know play the same night and and try and compete with each other we might as well do it together so um we we certainly the other band that's, that's playing with us uh facts from chicago they were certainly top of our list and, and are glad that they can join us because we we wanted to do uh, a string of shows with them for a while sure enough uh, so Monday, November 29th at the Park Theater is the Winnipeg date. Of, uh, tickets are at eventbrite.ca. Um, before I let you go, Hayden, I want to get you to pick a track. I guess if you want to pick a track off of Live at the Opera House, if you want to tr- pick one of the live versions, or if you want to pick it off of Atlas Vending, if there's like a specific track that you you know, want to highlight or if you have a reason why you're picking it, I'd love to hear that. Um, I will choose the track... Uh draw us in off of atlas vending um it's sort of sort of like what you mentioned before it's uh, um it's sort of a deeper cut for that record and it's really enjoyable to play um and i kind of it, it sort of surprised me as being one of my favorites often hopefully uh some other people will feel the same but uh yeah let's do draw us in let's give that one a listen hayden uh thanks very much for taking some time and uh, safe travels on the road my pleasure thanks for having me
Thank you.